0: All right, how are we doing tonight? You guys warm enough? Oh, yeah, thanks, man. Well, good. I'm, I'm warm because I have a big jacket on. My daughter tried to steal my son's jacket, but we got that squared away. So no other, other family dynamics ever go wrong here at Dirt, do they? No, I didn't think so. Well, you know, I can't see any of you. So I feel right at home like I'm preaching at a camera when we were shut down in COVID. It is horrible. So um, I could say I would throw myself in that same category as the rest of the ruts, but we won't deal with that. Some of you got that. I have uh, have something to share with you tonight about how we fuel the Christian life, continuing along with the same thing. How do we fuel our life? What's the first one? The F is what? Faith. 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 You got to hold on to those handlebars. You got to look over them. Not to the right, not to the left, as the Old Covenant, the Old Testament said, don't look to the right, don't look to the left, but look at me. Look at me at what I gave you and what I told you through Christ. I gave you something new. We read about that, the new birth that comes to those who put their faith and trust in Christ. He provides them new birth, a new way, a new living. So we have to look at that. Then we have to do what? What do we have for the you? unity we got to ratchet ourselves down with other believers. We gotta we gotta settle ourselves into something that's bigger that can hold us that can help us proclaim and preach and live and be fueled and continue to walk this race of faith. And so we come to the e I was it was fun we, were, we went to Randsburg I guess we took the long way around um, but we we met some folks there. Uh, from here, we met Mike and, and uh, a few other guys, and one they were trying to guess what the next you know, few words were, <laughs> and I said, well, it's not equity, so don't go there. Um, it is actually this word endurance, endurance, yeah, way off. <laughs> equity and endurance usually don't go together. So yeah, enduro, I could have done that endurance, endurance racing, right? That is a real thing. Some people, you know, endurance racing, they they beat their bodies and they go until they pretty much stop. But I'm not speaking of that. Actually, it's very interesting in the Bible that endurance is associated not so much with just staying the course, but actually staying away from the wrong course. It's a fascinating reality. We'll look at that in a minute. But I wanted to just share a little bit of You know, my growing up, and so if you're a little kid that's here, I mean, that was so awesome, that five-year-old, you rode 19 miles, good job, buddy, that's awesome, that's really awesome, and Micah with the 666 hand, 6666 hand, I mean, you have a biblical name, so you're good, dude, don't worry about it, don't let anybody give you hassle, but growing up, you know, I was able to watch my parents run the walk of faith, and I do say run the walk of faith. I saw ups, downs, I saw lows. I remember as a little kid we were my dad was a contractor. And and so construction is is in my blood. It was what I did, but if you know anything about construction, it's like this, right? And you hope that you're kind of going like this and keeping going up, but sometimes it gets rough. When I was a teenager, It was in the 90s. It was in the early 90s. There was a big kind of, you know, bubble that popped where we lived. There was no work. We started traveling. And I actually had to sometimes take days off of school to help my dad make ends meet so that we could continue paying the bills. And within that, I can tell you one thing. My dad endured. I never saw him lose heart. I never saw him frustrated with God for the way things were. I never saw him calling out to God saying, why me? What now? How come you can't just, you know, snap your magic fingers, God, like a genie and fix this? But instead, I saw him continually going to the word. I saw him continually looking over the handlebars of faith. I saw him continually ratcheting into the people around him. And because of that, he was able to have endurance. Endurance. And endurance is just, I want to, you know, give you kind of a, a, a simple definition of endurance. And that is sticking to the right thing, even when the wrong thing is, is easier to fall into. Sticking to the right thing, even when the, the wrong thing is easier to fall into. And it's like that riding on that trail where you, you are on, you know, I didn't see that much around here. It's been, the, these trails are ridden a lot, man. They're like all rounded off and everything's good. But if, you, if you've ever ridden right after a rain, right, there's a, there's a clean washout. And it is an abrupt line. And, and if you fall into that, it, you're not getting out. You're going to have to get off the bike. You're going to have to pull the thing out unless it's so big that you just fall right into it. But it's one of those things. You're not getting out once you fall in. And, and so endurance is staying out of those ruts in life. It's staying out of those issues that are going to suck you down to the point that you fall or that you stall. You stall. You stall. And so Second Peter, actually, I've been talking about First Peter. First Peter and Second Peter are, are two letters written to the same group of people. Peter is very concerned for these people that they would continue holding on to the faith that they, they heard from him. That they would not turn away to false teaching, to false doctrine, to false people that were telling them lies, but they would continue holding on to the truth they heard from him. Didn't matter if it was hard to hold on to. Didn't matter if the culture said that's not really what we're looking for. Didn't matter if other people took the name of Christ and tried to take advantage of it for their own purposes. He said, you listen to what you heard from me. You know, kids, teenagers especially, I I know what it's like to become jaded with Christianity. Especially if you grow up in it. Or if you've got friends that grew up in it. You see, when I was 17 years old, I wanted nothing to do with Christianity. Not because of my parents. My parents were solid, but all the rest of the Christians I knew were a bunch of hypocrites. And I was like, I, I, I just don't need to listen to them. I don't need to listen to them except for this. <laughs> the Holy Spirit had my heart and I could not deny him. Some of you teenagers might be walking that line right now you're walking that line of, is this thing even real? Is it even worth it? My culture says something totally different. Uh, These Christians, they keep holding on to old paradigms of things. Seems like we're in the 2020s and we're in a new woke world. And so why aren't we getting on board with all these things? I want to encourage you to look to this as a source of truth for you. Look to this as a source of hope for you. And, And in second Peter as he continues to preach to them hey listen hold on hold on to what I've taught you he he writes these words to his people and this is second Peter 1 5 he says for this reason and this reason is because God has given you a divine nature he's he's Given you new birth. we already talked about that in 1 Peter. And he says, you've been given divine power. You've been given a divine nature. Now you can do something with it. So for this reason, I want you to do this. I want you to make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness and goodness with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with endurance. You notice how self-control and endurance were right next to each other? Then he continues, he says, with... Uh, Endurance with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, like we talked about this morning, and brotherly affection with with love, the love of God. And he says this fascinating thing in verse 8. If you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from becoming useless and unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's this interesting fact that, that a lot of people don't, It's not that we don't know this. It's just that we don't often think about it. When we hear the word endurance, we think of just sticking to something. But actually associated in the Bible, the word endurance has this connotation of you are not to turn to evil, but you are to hold on steadfastly facing over your handlebars, not on your own, but locked in with unity. And you are to continue walking the road that I have told you. James, in James chapter 1, I'll read it. Um, I had to memorize this in high school. I went to a Christian high school. That's why I was so jaded because all my Christian friends were smoking pot and getting drunk. It was actually really sad. But one of the best things that came out of that time was I had to memorize the Bible. And it's paid dividends to this day. And I encourage you, if you, and I will encourage you tomorrow, the book of James is such a great book for young people. I mean, little ones from four or five years old all the way up to those that are 85 years old. The book of James helps us get a grasp on what faith looks like. Faith looks like living it out, like an active trust, not just a trust of belief, but a trust of I'll do it. And so James says this, Consider it great joy, great joy. I know all of you do this, so this is preaching to me. Consider it great joy, my brothers and sisters, when you experience trials of various kinds. When you encounter trouble at work because of your beliefs. When you encounter trouble at work because you don't agree with going along with the crowd, when you encounter hardships like sickness, when you encounter trials of all kinds, various kinds, some translations say, consider it great joy because, three, you know that the testing of your faith produces what? Endurance. Endurance. And then it says endurance, and let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. You see, that endurance, he says, it'll have its full effect. What is the full effect? It's these two words. It's, it's maturity or you're mature. Complete is the other one. Lacking in nothing. These words, mature and complete, actually, the word telios it's the finality. That's the one translated mature. The one translated complete means whole. You'll be whole. You'll be mature and you'll be whole. Why? Because you won't lack anything if you do this, if endurance takes root. It is supposed to be keeping you locked in with the Lord. And, and so our example today is, is boots, riding boots. See, riding boots are designed to help you endure the reality of standing on a two and a half inch wide peg for hours on end, pounding, depending on how good your shocks are, just pounding your feet. They're built for that. They're they're very rigid. They're very strong. And that's the first thing you need to remember about endurance. Endurance is proactive. And what I mean by that is, Holding on to something so that it keeps you from falling away from the right thing, you have to be proactive. You can't just expect it to be reactive because these boots really aren't meant for walking around a ton. They're they're not meant because, I mean, I I see some of y'all walking around here with this. You look kind of dumb because you're just like, and you can't really bend your ankles and things like that because that's not what they're built for. They're built so that you have a sure footing upon the pegs as you ride. They're not meant to be just cruising around. I got a buddy of mine. He's, he's an awesome friend. His name's Stanley. And Stanley used to ride a dirt bike to, uh, to uh, church every Sunday. Um, and, and Stanley is an amazing guy. He's, he's, a, he's a very uh, just stubborn Polish dude. He's only got one arm that works. And that guy used to blow wheelies as he left church. It was the most amazing thing. But he used to come in with his his chest guard. He's got a backpack, and he's got riding boots, man. And he used to just sit in church, and he'd hear the word of God. But walking around from one place to the other, that that wasn't what you would use. But when you want to stay true. You have to be proactive. And what I mean by that is you got to put barriers in front of you so that you don't veer off the wrong way. So little ones, when your parents are teaching you something about how you should treat other people, like with kindness, with respect, with love, you know why they're trying to teach you that? Not just so that other people will like you, but because it will encourage your heart on how God treats you with love and respect and kindness. And so when you explain that out to your friends at school or your friends that you ride with, you're exemplifying what it looks like to endure, even when other kids are being mean and rude and frustrating to other friends, you're staying true to what God called you to as your parents have taught you. And that speaks volumes. Teenagers... Endurance looks like sometimes putting your phone down because your phone is is full of all kinds of things that distract and retract from you the image of God and what he has for you. Something so much more than to be an object uh, to be praised, an object to be desired, or an object to be taken advantage of. You see, God has way more more for you, way more for you than to be used as someone's pawn in a game of popularity, in a game of misplaced desire, or in a game of frustration that will never, never, ever reach the ends. So sometimes that proactive part is saying, you know what, I I need to take steps towards Not looking so much out to everyone else's for approval, but actually looking into this word to see where approval really lies. It lies in Christ on that cross, brings you everything you need, and then brings to life, sparks to life, that faith that allows you to live a life that is pleasing to God. And parents proactive means to pay attention to what your kids are seeing in your home your reactions all of those things you've got to put up guardrails so that's the first thing is that these boots are proactive so you don't get sore feet when you're riding they're stiff the next thing is they're protective they're extremely protective so When I was uh, five years old, I told you guys this morning or last night, I had a little Suzuki. little Suzuki uh, 700 was like that, I don't know, baby, uh, I, I can't say that word, baby poop, baby poop yellow. You guys remember when Suzuki had that color? It was really bad. Well, I had one of those, and I was riding in the backyard, and I was wearing Converse because that was what I did when I was a little kid. I was wearing Converse, and I laid that thing over, got stuck, and I still have a scar right here on my foot all these 40 years later because I wasn't wearing something protective. You see, these boots, they're, they're all the way up here. Why? Why? So that when you lay down, so that when you hit things, so that you're you're keeping things from affecting your footing, your grounding. Because guess what? If you fly off, I know these guys like Travis Pastrana make it look easy. But if your legs come off for that bike, you're going down. You're going down. And, and so we have to remember, we we put on endurance away from things by... Remembering that we need to, we need to, we need to be protective. Protective of our hearts, protective of our minds, protective of what we see, what we hear, and of who we're listening to. You know, these fat, plat, past few years, we've learned what it is to, to not trust someone in leadership. I think I can say that honestly. Probably many of you would agree with me. But don't ever, ever let that mistrust of man cause you to mistrust your God. Because he is above it all. He doesn't need men's approval. He never sought their approval. He wanted them to know him because in him goodness is found. And that leads us to the final, you know, thing that endurance does. And I want to make sure I get this right, you know, trying to get all my acronyms together. Endurance is pro- proactive, protective, and it, it is performance-enhancing. You know, you guys know what this is? You see the waffle pattern, right? This is Vans, right? What's Vans' logo? Teenagers, help me out. What What's their thing? Off the wall. I heard it. Off the wall. So off the wall has nothing to do with dirt, right? It has nothing to do with dirt. These are skate shoes. Skate shoes, I guess, are supposed to be super flimsy. Like, I can fold this thing in half. I guess they're supposed to be super thin because everybody knows grip tape is just, like, super gentle on shoes. You don't think there's a marketing thing there? Consumable right here. That's what this is. I got three boys. I bought a lot of Vans. But the idea of Vans is these are for... Off the wall. If you try to wear these while you're riding your bike all day long, how are you going to be walking around at the end of the day? Without boots on, you're still going to be walking like you were wearing boots. Because your feet are going to be bent over the entire time. So, When we endure, we are performance enhancing our faith. What does that mean? That means that other people are able to notice that this God that we say we serve, this Jesus that died for our sin and then rescued us from sin, stole us out of slavery by paying for it, and gave us a new life and a new way of thinking. He sees us as righteous. We've been given new birth a new way, and because of that, we have a new performance-enhancing reality in our life, the Holy Spirit. And he gives us this desire to walk in the way that God instructs us. And when we do that, when we are enduring in the things of God, performance-enhanced, then the people around us get to see what it's like to live in freedom in Christ. Freedom in Christ isn't freedom to do what we want to do. Freedom in Christ is freedom to live as God intended us to so important. The difference is so important. Freedom in Christ doesn't mean you get to think whatever you want to think. Freedom in Christ means you get to think what you should think. And if you want to ride the Christian faith well, if you want to walk that walk in praising our God, then you have to endure. You have to be proactive. You have to be protective. And you have to settle into the performance enhancing nature of the Holy Spirit. And if He is convicting you, don't ignore Him. Teenagers, if the Holy Spirit's convicting you, it feels like maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe this doesn't reflect what I believe. Maybe this is cheapening who I am. Then listen. Little ones, when you see, you know that gut feeling when you just know that, you know what, I probably shouldn't. Allow other people to talk to my friend that way. And so I'm going to stand up for them. Then your performance enhancement is what? It's, it's the nature of God in loving others to care enough to step in, step in the gap for them. And adults, the most important thing you can do is represent the reality of what it looks like to have a heart that is turned towards God. For the people in your household watching... For the people in your workplace watching. For the people in our nation watching. Because Christians should not be known for what they're against politically. They should be known for who they're for. Because he's the source of life. Let me pray for you. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for how it teaches us to endure. Endure because you have given us the ability to. Lord, we praise your name for that fact. We praise your name that you have given us the equipment. You've given us those boots to to hang on through this ride of faith so that we can show others that at the end of it all, we can stand tall and trust for you. And Lord, I pray if there's someone here today that doesn't know you, that they would reach out to somebody they know who does. That that person would be able to explain the truth of your gospel, that Jesus provided everything we need. And if we entrust ourselves to him, we have new life, new birth. I pray that you would bring that about, Lord, because only you can. Lord, I'm grateful that it seems like we had a really safe day today. I pray that we continue having a safe night. Encourage us as we live with faith, unity and endurance. And so, Father, thank you for loving us. Jesus, thank you for coming, for dying, for rising from the dead, for ascending to the Father, showing that we can follow right behind you. And, Holy Spirit, we thank you for convincing us that these things are true. Amen. Thanks.